Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Finding Your Voice. However, this episode won't be about voice acting. What you're listening to is a special episode that I have planned out because I wanted to branch out <clears throat> to different topics. In this episode, my guest is none other than Santiago Montejo. Now, you may be wondering, who is Santiago Montejo? Well, he is an up-and-coming actor from Costa Rica who has booked roles for quite a lot of stuff and has built a very decent repertoire. He is also a very good friend of mine. Hello, Santi. Thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Hi, hi. Uh, no, thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited to be here. And, you know, like, I, I hope you enjoy this time and, like, talk a little bit. Awesome. Uh, so I wanted to ask you first, because um, I'm really intrigued, what made you want to start acting? Oof. Well, there's, there's a bunch of stuff to that question. I could go way back. Um, I really started uh, dancing. That was my first approach to the arts. After uh, Michael Jackson's death, I really connected with his dancing and his music. And from that, it went evolving. My brother is a professional actor, New York-based uh, actor, actually uh, doing a lot of voiceover. And so he also pushed me through my years in school to, to get into this, which I completely fell in love with theater and movies and everything that really involves acting. Wow, so you come from like a, a background from acting, basically. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, so I also wanted to ask, do you remember your first role that you've ever booked? And if so, what was it? Well, that depends. Are, are you speaking professional role or just a role in general in theater? Uh, let's go with both. All right. So I, I started off in uh, doing theater in, in middle school. The first role that I recall to have played would be Puck from uh, Midsummer's Night Dream. Oh, yeah. I was in uh, sixth grade, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. To be honest, uh, between you and me and the entire the other people that are listening yeah. <laughs> to the podcast, it was terrible. <laughs> it was, you know, it's just a, a bunch of kids playing around, but I absolutely loved it. I have a very fond memory of it. Uh, the character of Pac is just fantastic. It's such it a actor. And yeah, that like that really showed me, oh my God, I, I love doing this and I want to do this uh, for the rest of my life. And then my first uh, professional job uh, was for the movie Buscando Marco Ramirez, which was a national Costa Rica movie. I played uh, Felipe Esquivel, which is part of like the main cast. He was one of the best friends of Marco Ramirez, which is the protagonist of the movie. And I mean, it was just spectacular. I was about 14 years old when I booked this role and just being introduced to this entire world was fascinating. How long was the shoot for Buscando Marco Ramirez? Cause I know like shoots like for those films take like quite a while. So. How, how long was the shoot for you? The shoot for me was about four months. Uh, we started around January 2017, if I'm not mistaken. It was really hard work, especially for a 14 year old. You know, you, you're just not used to really doing that much. Yeah. 
And when you get there, like it really changed my perspective, really made me mature, not only as a person and realizing what's actually to work, but also as an actor. And I, I had the privilege of working with very talented people uh, that taught me a lot in acting through that movie. And so it, it was just great. It was just great. Very tiring, but I wouldn't change it for nothing in my life. If you still want to catch the movie, it's on Amazon Prime in, in this moment, Latin American Amazon Prime. That's really awesome. Do you remember your audition for that uh, movie? How, how did it go for that? <laughs> it, it was nice. We went through a process of uh, three auditions. Wow. And so the first one was actually uh, really random. I was working at the time in, in a school-based production of Les Miserables. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the cast and director happened to come to, to one of our rehearsals. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't they, know that. It was great, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, I've heard about, I, have he I had heard about it a little bit. Uh, my I, my brother had mentioned that they were doing this movie and what, whatsoever, and of course I was dying to audition, <laughs> but there weren't actually any roles for me. Uh, I was fourteen, and they were looking for a ten-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. But I just thought, you know, might as well go introduce myself, see if I can get anything. Like I I would have gone for an extra if it were the case, you know. Right, <laughs> and. Uh, I walked in, they took the pictures, about a month passed, I had no word whatsoever. And then I get a call and, and they tell me, hey, uh, the director liked your profile, we would like you to come in for an audition. Uh, let's say they, this was a Friday, they wanted to, me to come the next day. And at the time I was in Guanacaste, which is uh, yes. about four hour drive from the capital and the audition was in the capital and I was, I was just so nervous and I told him I can't make it but is there any way like we can change it or I can film it whatever you need I'll, I'll do it and they're like uh, you know we'll have to wait uh, we're not sure we'll give you a call back and so I was so sad and about two months passed and I was like, all right, they're, they're just not calling me. They're not calling me at all. <laughs> and, and I got the call super randomly. I, I, I remember I just jumped with excitement. And, and from that, it was uh, two auditions in this little theater in the Capitol. And it was great. It, it's one of the auditions that I've enjoyed the most in my life. It was the first time I could cry on cue. And so that was also in, like in, in my steps as an actor, it, it was something really meaningful for me. I, I was able to audition with some actually sort of big celebrities back in Costa Rica, such as like Nancy Loles, who's super well known in TV and such. And so it was just surreal to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, do you still keep in contact with the cast members to this day? Oh, 100%. Those guys are... I, I love them. I love them. They're, they're some of my best friends. I remember the first day of filming, uh, the director sat with us and he said, you know, the most important thing about this, it's movies are going to come and go, 
but we're about to create family here. And that just is so true. And it really got to me because it made, in fact, the entire process of the movie much easier, you know, because you were really connected with the people. And I think that when, when you connect to that level, not only is the acting way better, uh, but also you, you create really meaningful relationships. And to this day, uh, I'm still here living in Canada. I call them all the time and, and we talk about all the time and they ask me uh, like, what am I working on? And, and such is, it's, I love those guys. Shout out to those guys if they're gonna watch it. Awesome. So, Buscando Marco Ramirez, big movie. But what was also big was the Mamma Mia play that we did at our school. Um, and so I was curious, so you got the role of Sam Carmichael, but what was your, your process for the audition? And then what was your process for approaching the role once you got it? All right, so first off, I just have to say that I love Sam Carmichael. Yeah. That is great. It was so fun to play. Uh, this, this whole production was fantastic. I think we really put some hard work for it and it went out unbelievable. Um, the audition process, <laughs> I watched the movie like a ton of times. <laughs> I read about the character. I, you know, I try to copy the physicalities, but also within that find my own version of it. Mm. Um, I think uh, for the audition, it was mostly the singing part as well that, that played a great deal of, of the choosing of the character and so at the time I was taking classes with Isabel Guzman which is the national theater award winner in Costa Rica and she's yeah. just she's fantastic she has worked on uh, the Costa Rican version of Chicago for example which was incredible and so it was it was hard weeks you know uh, preparing uh, songs with her uh, Sam has some some high notes, <laughs> mm -hmm. some songs, and like getting getting to those notes was complicated and was hard work. I really had to change my routine, sing much more, and so that that was a little bit of my process. And then I feel that as the rehearsals progressed, I also went on discovering the character. I I, when I work on roles, I like to see the relationship with other actors mm -hmm. to, to understand what my character is feeling. And so I, I work very much uh, with Sofia, uh, for example, to, to get to know what she was feeling and the connection she was feeling with this so-called supposed father to really understand how I could transmit that. Right. And so Luisa Ortega played Donna, who is amazing. I just want to say she is amazing at what she does. How was it like working? Because uh, you had like a lot of scenes with, Louis, uh, with uh, Luisa. How was it like working with her um, in rehearsals and then when it was the actual play? It... I mean, Luisa is just outstanding. <laughs> she's a very, very good actress. I admire her a lot. Uh, she's, she just finished a play, actually, 
I don't really? remember the name of it, but she, she just did. She did it at university. And I'm, I'm just very happy for her. Uh, the work was really nice. I feel we both grew very much as actors through the process from the beginning of Mamma Mia. Um, I was a bit nervous at the beginning and I, and I felt that with her too. You know, when you're, this was in our teenage years, you're a teenage, it's just kind of weird to have those like uh, very sort of intense uh, acting moments and like very intimate moments. Mm -hmm. And so at, at first it was quite hard to get there. Thankfully, I'm, she's a very good friend and so we could go figuring it out together. And then by the performance, I just felt that our connection was incredible. I sometimes, I, like when I get the pictures they took from it, I was like, oh my God, that you can really see how these two people like love each other within the play and something I'm really proud of. I think uh, also you have an extra push in performances and you know this, uh, it's the audience. Yeah. And like the moment you get to feel the audience, your energy just goes over the roof. Uh, I remember this very specific moment for me it was the turning point of, of this entire musical. It was maybe a month or so before we opened when we decided to do uh, Flash Mob. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, I do. That was great. <laughs> it was. I felt that before that energy could could be you know a little bit low and people were still like afraid to get like to go all into it mm -hmm. and when they did this flash mob and they just could feel the energy of the audience and people going crazy and started singing with us and started clapping rehearsals were fantastic it was yeah. twice the energy twice the motivation and then you can double that even more uh, when it came to the actual performances. Right. And I know this very well because we uh, did share a lot, of, uh, a lot of memories backstage in the Mamma Mia play. Um, and you were kind of like a leader at backstage and kind of like getting everyone, um, you know, to know their parts and uh, to stay in line. How important was it for you uh, to step up to that role and to make sure that everyone didn't screw up the play because there were some people who um who were immature <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know how, how how was it important for you to kind of step up to that role and make sure that everyone uh was in line basically well for me it was very meaningful that's that's what i would say uh because i feel i like i felt that in a way this musical was sort of like my baby yeah and and so i just like it wasn't an effort you know I, I just wanted to take care of it i wanted to be fantastic because because i really cared for it uh this was my final project in school and so i wanted to be as big as possible before this the only actual big big like uh national level performance that the school had was they miss so i wanted to say no we're we're doing it again because we're going to prove everybody at this school and everybody in the entire country that we are capable, mm -hmm. that we can do this, and that uh, being simple 14, 15, 16-year-old student, 17, it's not going to stop us from being professionals. 
And I also wanted with this musical to leave a mark at uh, Lincoln School of inspiration to show everybody that if I can do it, you can do it. Because I've always believed uh, we all have it in us, whether it's, I don't know, acting, uh, film, dance, whatever. You have it in you. You just got to believe in yourself. You got to trust yourself and you got to look forward and you got to inspire others. And that's what I saw in Mamma Mia. I saw an opportunity as one of the older students and, and the more experienced in theater to really motivate all these people, not only the ones within the play itself, but also the entire school to show them that if, if you really put your mind to it and you work on it, you're able to achieve it. Yeah. And for me, it was very important, you know, and, and that's why you saw me. I was, I sometimes had to be the grumpy guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was necessary though. It was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and by the end, like <laughs> I remember by the end, I got a lot of people from the cast that came to me. It was like, uh, wait, am I able to curse here? I'm not able to curse. Um, not you, can, you can, you can, yes, you can. Everybody came to me and we're like, dude, you were a total asshole. Like, I hated you at the beginning. I completely, completely hated you because I was all, I would always walk up and be like, all right, why isn't anybody on stage? Get on stage, get things together. Like, and I remember even parents, you know, like I, I was once told by my mom that like parents said like, you know, this is not a professional um, play. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. We're treating it as a professional play because that's how you make real actors. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, it paid off. It was great. And by the end, everybody loved it. And everybody like everybody I, I think was as as much or even more motivated than what I was. So that that really, really, really makes me happy because in the end, everybody has a, a fond memory of this musical. And I hope that really like some of the people that are still uh, at this school uh, see back on it and like try to bring that again to school. And I've seen it, for example, in, in Sofia Escalante, uh, who she's, She's a very, very talented uh, singer. And I, I, knowing her from also Les Mis, I see how she has been growing uh, since that moment till now. And that makes me even proud, you know, to say, well, I, I, I spent time with her and I worked with her and had the pleasure of, of acting with her. Yeah, and, and I really appreciated what you did for me in the Mamma Mia play because I remember during rehearsals I was supposed to say one thing, but I was always uh, I was always shy and I would always say it quietly. But I remember every time backstage you would always try to motivate me to actually like uh, say it with like a, like exasperation, like say it like loudly. And and I I really uh, I never got the chance to thank you uh, on that, and because you really helped me. Uh, gain self-confidence in myself and it really paid off in the end in the final uh, in the final show well, that really means a lot um that really means a lot You're more than welcome in
it was a pleasure uh, acting with you. Yeah, thanks, man. So, likewise. But um, of course, the Maumia play wouldn't have been a thing if it wasn't for the amazing leadership of Tatiana, because Tatiana was basically the architect behind this. How was it like? Because I know uh, we, we had, uh, I think it was a drama together. Um, but how was it like working with Tatiana on like a on this kind of scale um, rather than just in a classroom? It was very nice. You know, uh, she's she's a great director. She's she's directed uh, important stuff as as is Sitio de las Auras, for instance, which is as you know uh, an important national production. Yeah. So it was it was very nice and a, and a very good learning experience to to be under her wing and, and learn this process of creating a musical. Um, and, I, and I saw how my classes with her, like there was very, like a lot of stuff that interconnected between the class and the actual production. In fact, even sometimes in classes, we just talk about the production because it, it really helped me also in my process of like understanding directors and, and their decisions and such. Uh, I, along with uh, Luisa and Chus and Lucho, who were all part of the cast, we were also assistant directors. Mm. And so it, it was very interesting to like, see the process as both an actor and a director because it's it's very different but it also helps you very much as an actor because you you know what you're creating and you know what is the goal of the director and so as an actor is it's way easier and i think uh you know we had our differences at times as anybody does right. but it was a fantastic team and i think the input of everybody was was great. I couldn't have done it with, with all of them. And of course, Tatiana was a very important part to bringing all of this together. Yeah. Um, do you have any good memories from the Mamma Mia play? Like whether it's from the actual uh, play itself or from rehearsal or from pre-production, you have any good uh, memories that you'd like to share? Well, I have great memories. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I even know where to begin you know it 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 was so fun uh i i remember all the videos they sent because afterwards they were like a, a like a bunch of videos of the whole process and everything and mm -hmm. just seeing how we grew within that was just it was heartbreaking i mean it was so nice like i told mm -hmm. you I, I saw this thing as my baby and so it's like your baby growing up <laughs> it was fantastic i i had one specific scene which was my favorite to work on as a assistant director and it's the the oh my god I forget the song how can I forget it it's such a classic uh help me <laughs> help, help me out here help me out um, here uh, it's, it's the Sophie and her boyfriend song oh it's the um uh don't go with well, yeah that one the, the one where they're in the beach yeah lay all your love on me that's yeah. that uh so that that one was fantastic uh, and it it was my favorite because i was i was in charge of like doing 
the scene with Sergio and Sofia, who were the actors, mm-hmm. and just you know, as the the same that happened with me and Luisa, who played Donna. Uh, there, you know, there were hard times into like discovering the character and being able to like get comfortable with that intimacy. As I said, you're you're a teenage, and and that type of stuff is sometimes weird. And so I saw that within them, and I and and I saw like there was a bit of a conflict before they they were friends. So it's also weird when you're friends, uh, but like dismantling that scene and looking at every little aspect of how to like make it more you know so so that the how do you say this so that like the outcome can come across and and the audience can understand what like the importance of the scene because really is here is where we see the love between these two people you know and 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 we really learn how much they love and care for each other and would do anything for each other uh, but also it was just an incredibly funny scene when all the guys show, show up, you know, in the scuba. <laughs> in the yeah. scuba and, and that, it's what it also makes it one of my favorite scenes. But now as an actor, though, yeah. you know, it's just too fun to play. It's yeah. just fantastic. And <laughs> I remember all of us just trying, you know, with those huge things, trying to get our feet up. Half of us couldn't. And so like just motivating yourself off stage and like jumping and everything just to go out with the entire energy and couldn't be able to sing because you couldn't even hold your breath. It was yeah. <laughs> so, so funny. And <laughs> it was, I think it, it was one of the scenes that got the most laughs because it's just hilarious. Uh, and other than that, I mean, I, I could go on forever. This like this show would be five hours long if I tell you all about <laughs> rehearsals and <laughs> even the like the parties where we like get got to know each other and all. Mm. But yeah, I think if I had to choose one, that would be my favorite. Either that or jamming 100% to Hamilton bet- be- between rehearsals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say my favorite memory was definitely getting hit in the face uh, by the door. Do you remember? Oh my God. I completely forgot. No, you got to tell this. You got to tell, you got to tell them about this. It was, it was so fun. So basically, you know, this didn't happen during rehearsal, right? This didn't happen during rehearsal. We already had planned like, okay, so um, Lucha's brother, which I forgot his name, uh, Javier, Javier. Um, yeah. Hi. So, Basically, that uh, I was going to go in after Hai and Hai, you know, left the door open. And we were supposed to be drunk, and then I, I was supposed to go in and close the door. But then he didn't tell me. Wait, wait, you got to clarify. We're supposed to be drunk in scene. Yeah, drunk in scene. I don't want people to get the wrong image. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but so the thing is, you can basically say it's like an improvised moment because he didn't tell me beforehand that he was going to close the door on my face. So when we were doing that scene, I think it was in the opening night. Um, I remember that when I was going to the door, of course, we were acting drunk. He closes the door on me and then I fall on my back. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, what? But then I realized, oh, okay, well, uh, okay. So 
this is opening night, so I have to keep I have to keep it going. So I had to make it seem like it was planned, but it wasn't. <laughs> and well, that, that's what a- acting is about, baby. That, yeah, that's, I know. that's how we roll. <laughs> but I remember uh, after I went through the door, all of us behind the door started laughing because <laughs> it was so hilarious. And he did that for the next few shows that we had all the way until the end. It worked fantastic, you know, it worked fantastic. It did. But I, I do have to say, like, if you would ask me one of the biggest challenges uh, of the play, mm-hmm. that door, that door oh, in yeah. itself was a character, you know, <laughs> just managing that. I, I can remember the numbers of times I had to like hit or climb in that door to get out of scene and stuff like that. Or <laughs> It was so funny. It was fantastic. Oh, it, yeah, it was. <laughs> but I'm glad because I remember um, uh, Tatiana came up to me. She said that part with the door was awesome. Keep, uh, keep it in there. And I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, 100% going into this. Uh, so then how uh, he kept doing it. So yeah, it, it was it was awesome. <laughs> Dude, the best moments are, are improvised, you know, not just go ask uh, Matthew McConaughey and Leo DiCaprio. I'm, I'm over <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I also wanted to ask you that you have a new play. I don't know if it's already coming up or if it already happened, but it's Los Tres Encantos. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So uh, this is this is really nice. Uh, this is the first ever Costa Rican original music. It is composed by Costa Rican, directed by Costa Rican, and with an all Costa Rican cast. Uh, and it's beautiful. If you listen to the music, the first time I heard it, I almost cried. There's mm-hmm. just some incredible songs. Fabian Arroyo, he's fantastic. And I gotta give a shout out to Miguel and, and to Hera, who are the directors. Um, we did this play a couple of months ago. It was at the Auditorio Nacional, which is the national auditorium in Costa Rica. And people loved it. Unfortunately, it is over. Mm-hmm. So you can't go watch it. Yeah. But, but we do have, and this is, I'm very excited to, to exclusively share this with you. We are making a sort of movie of it that oh. will be available from November 17th, all the way up to November 21st. Uh, I'm gonna get, in fact, I'm going to give you the exact times right now because I forgot them. <laughs> I'm going to write this down. Oh, 100% do. You're all invited to watch it. Uh, I'll give you the link as well for it. And it is fantastic. It sort of, it had an approach. I don't know if you have seen uh, the Hamilton on Disney Plus. I have. All right. So sort of Hamilton in a way that it's, it's still a play, but it's recorded and it has change of angles. It is basically made into a movie. And so the, we're going to be showing it on November 17th and November 18th and November 19th at 7 p.m. That will be Costa Rican time. And then Saturday, November 20th at 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Costa Rican time. 
and then Sunday the 21st at 2 p.m. and then again at 6 p.m. Once again, Costa Rican time, so you gotta watch out for the time difference. I'm not sure how much it is from LA. From where I am, it's just a uh, one hour difference. Mm. Uh, in Costa Rica, it's, uh, it's a two hour difference. So right. if it's 3 p.m., then it would be 1 p.m. Uh, California, uh, LA time. All right, there you go. So I would repeat it, but I trust everyone here to do the math. Yeah. <laughs> got this, guys. <laughs> and then you can buy uh, the tickets at boleteria.museocr.org. Uh, we'll just drop the link there, easier. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, 4,000 Costa Rican colonas, which would be, if I'm not mistaken, about eight to nine dollars right? yeah uh, around there yeah so it's great price it's fantastic uh you can go to my instagram page to to check out the trailer it dropped today you can follow me at uh santi montejo and yeah i i i hope you guys watch it it's really it it's fantastic it's all in spanish so that may be about a, a bit of a boundary you know Unless but, people uh, hearing this speak Spanish and, you know, they want well, to check it out. if you speak Spanish, then uh, great for you. You're in for a treat. And if you don't, I think you, the, the message gets through and, and the songs are beautiful. So anyway, you will most definitely enjoy it. Uh, for me, it was really nice because it was like bringing up this character. The, the entire play is based on the short stories of Carmen Lira, which is like one of the biggest writers in Costa Rican history. And what they did is that they, they brought a bunch of, of this famous uh, characters such as Tio Conejo or Juan El de la Carguita, which is the, the role I play. And they, and they brought them to life and they created a story mashed up from all of this uh, Costa Rican myths and legends. And it's just great. It follows the, the story of Juan, Juan el de la Carguita, uh, which I interpret. And it's his, basically his hero's journey at, as he goes to discover the world and really challenge himself. So he, he hasn't even left from his little town, you know? And so this is really a challenge for him, but he will do whatever it takes to save his town and save his abuelita, which is his grandma. And so you, you can see through, through the play how he goes facing these different challenges and like really putting himself up to his fears and overcoming this. And I think it's, it's fantastic because it can connect both with children. It is a very like, it has mystical creatures. And so it's very nice, very entertaining for children. But also as an adult, I think it like shows us back our like internal child and makes us connect with this total fantastic Disney-like uh, theater. And, and at the same time teaches us that it's never too late to overcome your fears and, and to really follow this journey of discovering yourself which for me is just one of the most important things. Right, and so I find it really awesome that uh, the play 
was in the National Theater of Costa Rica, but it was also in the Museo de los Niños, uh, which is the kids' museum. Well, of Costa Rica. I, all right, so so I got I got to interrupt you right there. Though. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Very. It wasn't in the National Theater. It was in the National Auditorium. Auditorium, yes. Sorry Which about that. My translation. National Auditorium is part of the Museo de los Niños. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Actually, it is a very common uh, mistake. So, like, you have nothing to worry about. All right. <laughs> so, but that must have been really exciting, right? To perform in, like, a stage like that. Yes, it, it, it is a... It is a great stage. And I was also, I had the privilege to work in, in this production with very talented actors and very experienced. Some of those who whom I like look up to, you know, uh, for example, I gotta talk about Sharifa. She she plays the bird uh, Dulce Encanto, which helps like accompanies Juan during this journey. Uh, and it's one of the people he, I'm not gonna tell you. Go watch it. <laughs> but basically, Sharifa is just this insane, insane uh, dancer. She's very, very talented. And I remember being about 15 and watching her uh, perform in, in Chicago, in Costa Rica. And I was just, I, I, I froze. I froze because she was spectacular. And the fact that I now sit and, and think to myself, I now share the stage with her. This woman that I admired so much and saw her and said, I want to be there one day. I am sharing the stage with her. Uh, her, Melbing, Caro, Susie, they're incredible. And I think for me, it was just a complete honor. I learned very much from them. Some, some who are even, you know, nominated to, to national awards. And it, they taught me so much and they helped me so much to grow as an actor. And even though it's in the middle of a pandemic and the audience was limited and everything, just, you know, being the first play to also come back uh, in a in-person performance in the entire country, like you could feel that energy. It was, it felt so good to like give back to the community and, and say, hey, we all know this is still going on. The pandemic sucks, but here we are. And here we are to bring you a little bit of joy in, into this uh, hard, rough days. And, and people loved it. I, I know the, the ex-first uh, lady of Costa Rica was there. Mm -hmm. I had the chance to, to talk to her. I'm, I'm friends with her, um, with her daughter. And we talked a little bit. And she said, it's just spectacular to have you guys back here. Because it's really nice. Because you just bringing this much magic and this much motivation in a time of hardship. And for me, it's, it's great. And that's why I'm also really excited about this movie because it's like now we can preserve it in time, which, does, which is one of the things that usually doesn't happen with theater that much. 
Because, you know, you, you do a play and a play is never the same. You do it one night, you do it the other night, it changes. But now we're able to, you know, keep it here and show that magic to the entire globe. And so it's spectacular. I'm, I'm really honored to have, to have been a part of it. Wow. That, 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 that's a really awesome story. Really beautiful. Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, um, since uh, we're uh, a little bit left of time here, but uh, I wanted to ask you, are there any new projects you're working on? I know right now you're, you're in college, so I, I know that's kind of a little bit difficult, but like any uh, new projects that you're working on or in pre-production in that you want to uh, say? I'm sad to say I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm too busy with college at the moment. This is my first semester. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's been, it's been rough. You like, it's, it's a whole different uh, world. So I gotta, you know, get accustomed to it. Uh, next semester is when like the actual productions of the university start to go on. And so if I'm back here with you guys, I'll make sure to tell you what production we're working in. And if you can make it to Montreal and watch it, then you're more than welcome. <laughs> and if not, you can also check everything because I'll probably be posting on my Instagram about it for sure. Uh, as of the moment, I'm only, you know, uh, working on, on, on that movie that is coming out very soon. It's the 17th. I mean, it's only, what is it? What is it today? The it's tenth. Intense. Only seven days. It's only seven days, guys. So I'm 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 super excited. I really hope you get to watch it, and yeah, I I hope that I can come back and have uh, way more projects. Uh, last year was when I when I worked a lot, but this year, you know, just just taking it a little bit slow, trying to focus in college, and then we'll see what happens. Awesome. Uh, one more question I wanted to ask you, what are your goals or dreams for the future? Um, like, let's say uh, for the future of what you want to do, like um, regarding like being in Hollywood or whatnot. Um, wow. That is a very difficult question to be honest. <laughs> uh, what can I say, man? I, I want to play in the big leagues. Uh, I've had the opportunity to, to, you know, taste the waters in Costa Rica. It's been great. I'm, I'm very proud of it. I've, as I said before, I've worked to work with incredibly talented people there. And in the future, I would like to make my move towards LA, towards Hollywood, uh, work on big, big budget films. Hopefully with you, man. You never know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope we work on a film eventually. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, like me as director and then you as an actor or even at, both as actors, I have no idea, but that would be awesome. <laughs> and if any casting director is hearing this, hey, you know, I just dropped my Instagram before. If you want to follow me, you got any projects, <laughs> I'll be down for it as well. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, that is the move. I, like there's, of course, a bunch of actors, which like big time actors, which I would love to share the screen. Uh, Leo is just the hero of mine. And so I, of course, one day I hope to share the screen with him. Um, 
I would also like, and this is a more Costa Rican pride note, <laughs> I would like to work with Hernan Jimenez, mm. which is uh, for, the, for the ones who don't know about him, he's a Costa Rican film director. He just uh, got a movie out on Netflix. It's, I think the name is Love Hard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, she's actually, I think it's number one in the US right now. And, and yeah, it is. And so I, I would love to work with him and, and exchange ideas. And yeah, you know, man, just anything that comes my way, uh, anything that comes my way. I love theater. I love voiceover. I love uh, films. I did a little voiceover. I also forgot to tell you about that. Oh, do tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I did a couple. It was three or four com commercials for Imperial, which is the national Costa Rican beer. And it was so, so cool, to be honest. It, it was very nice. It was very different. You know, it's, it's just a, it's a whole nother game. Uh, I also did, I had to do voiceover for one other commercial I filmed uh, where I had to change my accent. And <laughs> it's really fun to do that. And, but like you, you learn a lot about like the, t the challenges and the inflections in your voice and how you need to follow the video and follow the text. And so like, it's a great learning experience. I, I really admire the people who work on this. My, my brother is, is a professional voice actor and also he has, he has taught me a lot about it. And so, yeah, like I, I hope to, to get into that furthermore as well. Yeah, and you also have that Paramount thing that I'm still working on. I'm still working uh, on. We're getting yeah. that done for sure. We're getting that. that that's happening. <laughs> yeah, that is happening. Next time my, uh, my cousin is in L.A., I'm going to make sure, say, hey, I have this friend. His name is Santiago. He wants to be an actor. <laughs> Let's help him out. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I'll, I'll see you in L.A. in a couple of years. And maybe, you know, in a couple more, I'll, I'll, I'll see you at the Oscars. Who knows? Yeah, yeah you never know. Always yeah, because, big, you know, always in big. Yeah, and the thing is about life is that the unexpected could happen. So we could very well be at the Oscars together like 10 years from now or something. You know, you never know. That, that's really the great thing about life is that it's so unexpected. And, Definitely. Well, know. for your entire audience, you heard it here first. We're going to the Oscars. He said 10 years, so let's let's try to make it in 10 years. <laughs> Shorter if we can, but the, the goal is 10 years. Sure. But the thing is, you guys heard it first. You're witnesses to this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So one last question, because uh, uh, we're already out of time. But one last question. Um, do you have any advice for any up-and-coming actor? Like, what advice would you give them? Like, if they're first starting out or if they're if they want to land like an audition, like perfect audition, like what is your advice to up and coming actors? I'm going to give you two advice. Uh, the first one goes in line with what you said about a uh, perfect audience, perfect uh, audience, uh, perfect audition. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, get that off your mind. <laughs> There's no such thing as a perfect audition because you're always going to be pushing yourself to think that you can do better. So first off, don't beat yourself when you fail. 
because we all are down to fail. And failure is the only way to learn, you know, and to get up and continue pushing. So my advice, my other advice would be make every performance yours. Make it yours. Because that's what it's all about, you know? When, when you really feel it, when you give it your best effort, it's not about being per perfect. It's about be giving your best effort, being your best self. And that applies not only to acting, but to life as well. Always push forward, always have no fear and believe that you are the one. And if you believe all these things, I'm sure you can make it. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Santi. That's all the time we have, but thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. It's always a pleasure talking to you and, you know, talking about all this stuff. And I'm really excited for what you have in store for the future, dude. Thanks, man. No, it's, it's been a pleasure being here. It's uh, really an honor to get an invite. I'm super happy. Uh, I, I, I love this channel. I, I hope we can do this another time as well. It was, it was so fun talking to you, man, you know, catching up a little bit and stuff. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you very much. You're absolutely welcome.